Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St. Albans and from further afield. Now, some good news from the Vare Valley Society. They say that the River Vare is looking better than it has for years, now running with crystal clear water along its gravelly bottom in parts that it was running dry last year. Now, they asked that to keep it this way, yes, keep on regularly washing your hands, but please, whilst you're doing so, turn off the tap. That way you'll save over 27 litres of water per person per day, And, well, on my calculation, if everyone in St. Albans did that, that would save a staggering 1.5 million litres of water per day. Pretty amazing. Now, coming up later, engaging with nature for everyone. Josh Peebale from the Hartford Middlesex Wildlife Trust will tell us how we can go wild at home. Now, this week, it was officially announced that the 2020 St. Albans Sustainability Festival Two weeks of events around the district that was due to run at the end of May would be postponed until next year. Now, whilst the events were to be run by hundreds of local groups, the festival is coordinated by working group from Sustainable St Albans and St Albans Friends of the Earth. Let's hear from Sustainable St Albans trustee, Catherine Ross. So, Catherine, um, how far um, had uh, had we got with um, the Sustainability Festival for this year? Oh, we'd got a very long way, Amanda. We were we were really nearly ready to go. The program was nearly finished and set to go off to the printers, and it was going to be amazing. Um, an incredible number of local organisations and businesses had contributed, and it was going to be a a fabulous sustainability festival with over two hundred uh, brilliant events. Okay, um, so you're sp- postponing now until next year rather than trying to go later this year. How was that decision made? Yeah, it's been a it's been a sad decision to take, but you know it's it's it'll be very apparent to everyone listening to this that we clearly couldn't go ahead at the end of May as planned. Uh, so now we've regrouped and we're focusing on working together to make Sustfest 21 even more um, incredible. We've discussed it at length and we did a quick survey and sought the opinion of all of the event organisers and the majority of them agreed with our sense that we need to cancel this year's festival and and work toward 2021. And there were lots of things we had to take into account. The main one at the moment is just the uncertainty regarding when movement of people and gatherings are going to be allowed again, the safety of everyone involved in our own activities and our events and the well-being of people who come to our events and also being responsible about the money that we've raised. So we were very close to our print deadline um, and at that point we would have been using the generous donations and sponsorship and grants that we've been given to print a programme that we weren't sure was needed. So for a whole for a whole number of reasons, we've taken the decision to, to postpone this year and regroup and plan again for a great festival in uh, May, June 2021. Okay, and the market takeover, that was quite an important part of the Sustainability Festival. Um, what's happening to that? Yeah, so the market takeover is also postponed until next year. It's the biggest single event within the festival. We think that last year something like 5,000 people came. So we just couldn't plan with confidence that that gatherings of that size would be able to run um, and not knowing when it'll be possible again. And we need that event to take place during the good weather. Uh, So we said, right, we'll we'll just move it into next year and make sure it's great then. 
Yeah, indeed. So is that the end of environmental campaigning for, for, for this year or over the next few months? Uh, we will be keeping on going. Um, the huge job of fighting to save our climate and our environment hasn't hasn't stopped so we can't stop but we'll have to find different ways to go about doing things uh, most of our current activities involve people meeting together so we are definitely having to to rethink some of our sessions are moving online like our get involved sessions um, and we're looking at how we could move our next open meeting um, online and this month in our newsletter we're we're making sort of a call out to people in our wet network who might have some spare time at the moment to ask if they can help us from home they might be able to review environmental films for us or write a blog piece or prepare some resources to go onto our website so yeah look look out for our newsletter and if if you are one of the people at the moment thinking what shall i do with my quiet evenings then maybe you can help us a little bit and and what are you thinking about um, anything positive that we can take out of the the current situation? It's a it's been a strange time, hasn't it, as an environmentalist looking looking at the situation at the moment? Because from an environmental perspective, there are a lot of positives at the moment. Um, you know, people have have made the kind of changes in behaviour that we've been talking about for years, um, but that's happened in a fortnight. Uh, and without any sense of a, a just and gradual transition, uh, it's been far too sudden. So, you know, in terms of positives from a purely environmental point of view, just look out of your window. Um, there's no contrails outside my window as I look out now. Um, and we know that flying is one of the most harmful things that we do. Look out your front door. There's there's no cars going past. People are being forced to think really hard about issues like food waste just because of the the shortages and and um, and worries about that. And Meantime, nature is having a chance to recover. Uh, we've been reading articles saying that the canals in Venice are running clear. And this morning in the paper, it said that there were more sightings of moles coming above ground to hunt for worms. And lots of people have been saying that they can hear birdsong. Um, so there's lots of positive things. People can do things at home during this period. You know, there's resources on our website, but there's also lots of great environmental resources out there. There's films you could be watching. Um, you know, maybe as adults watching something like 2040 or the Clean Bin Project or cuddle up with your kids and watch WALL-E. Uh, it would be an interesting exercise for people to calculate their carbon footprint, how they normally live, and then do it again, thinking about how they're living at the moment and maybe see the difference there. And then, of course, the other really positive thing at the moment is just how people are coming together as a community and supporting each other. And one of the really lovely things we've been hearing at Sustainable St Albans is that some of the streets where we have supported them getting playing out going and street parties going uh, are using those mailing lists to offer their neighbours support. And I know on the, the WhatsApp group on my own street, we've got nearly 100 people on it now all offering help to each other to, to get shopping and feeling connected. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like there's there's some good positive things that we can even um, bring out of you know what what seems like quite a quite a difficult situation. Can I end just with a with a big thank you to all the people who had worked so hard to get the festival nearly ready to roll? You know, to the organising group, to the dozens of organisations, and to all of our funders and sponsors. And um, do not worry, we will uh, we will come out next year even stronger. And until then, everyone just 
keep well and, and keep going. That sounds like an excellent message to finish with. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Today, the Great Hearts Garden Bird Count was launched by Hearts Natural History Society to see how many species of birds we can record in or around our gardens in Hertfordshire. Now, it's going to run for the duration of April and the rules are simple. Uh, any species of bird seen or heard in or from your house or garden counts. There's no need to register. Simply submit your garden records um, to the Hearts Bird website and enter the word garden in the comments field. Um, there's prizes for the most species cited or the rarest birds cited, and everyone is encouraged to share their sightings on Twitter. Um, share them with at Hearts Bird News and use the hashtag Hearts Garden Birds. And take a look at the Hearts Bird Club page of the hnhs.org um, website for more details. Um, something that everybody can do, um, kids, even if you're housebound or self-isolating, just looking out of your window. Lovely thing to do. Now, it's not just the Hearts Bird Club who are helping us engage with nature from home. This week saw the launch of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust's Wild From Home. Let's hear from Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust Marketing and Communications Manager, Josh Kubale. So, Josh, are you, are you there down the line? I am. Hello, Amanda. Wild at Home. It, it sounds quite exciting. Who's this aimed at? So this is a campaign by Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust uh, that is aimed at absolutely everyone, actually. Um, in this difficult time where people are uh, in lockdown and unable to, to leave their houses very much, um, we know that um, nature, wildlife are important to people's physical and mental well-being. Um, and we want to be able to provide that to people in their own homes, as I say, during this time that they are struggling to, uh, to be able to get out of their homes too much. Okay, so can we literally take part from inside our homes? We don't even need to go out into the garden or, or wherever? Yeah, that's right. You can take take part from inside your own home. We know that people have got gardens of different sizes or some people have got sort of small courtyards. Uh, some people haven't got gardens at all or they might just have a, have a balcony, something like that. And so this really is something that everyone can do uh, from, from their house, from, from within their house if need be, by looking out of the window. The idea of it is that, uh, as I say, it's to bring wildlife to people in their own home and that might be uh, in in the form of activities that they can do at home it might be in the form of uh, uh, films that we've made uh, for people to explain a part of uh, wildlife be it bees bats butterflies something like that um, so that what we're doing instead of we know people can't get out onto our reserves they can't come to our events so instead what we're doing is we're going to them in their own homes and providing this uh, stuff to them in a, in a digital fashion rather than a face-to-face -face fashion Okay, so how do we take part then, Josh? So it's really easy. All you need to do uh, is to go onto our website, which is heartswildlifetrust.org.uk, and then you'll see on the homepage there, the first thing you'll see is a banner that says Wild at Home. You can click on that, and that'll take you to the Wild at Home landing page that has got all of the information you need. So it's got all of the spotting sheets to download. It's got all of the, the, the films on it. Um, it's got all of the nature activities, so things like building a bug hotel, uh, building a butterfly feeder, something like that. It's got all of our art challenges, which is something that we'll be putting out every week. Uh, we'll be challenging uh, people to to do um, different arts and crafts things and share it all with us online. Because that's the really important part about all of this is we are providing all of these uh, resources to people. But what we really want to do is to have people showing us what they've done, show us what they've found in their garden, what they've taken photographs of, what they've drawn, what they've made notes about. Because one of the 
one of the things with this is that obviously as people are isolated at home we don't want to feel like they are on their own because there are lots of other people who are passionate about wildlife who are also uh, are struggling to get their daily dose of nature so we want to see people sharing things with us on our social media online uh, and, and, and actually you know starting up conversations about what what they've seen and what what they've uh, what they've been up to okay so it sounds like you're looking to sort of connect us a little bit what what specifically do you think that for instance kids taking part in this might get out of it so i think what what the kids you know part of this obviously we really appreciate the fact that you know a lot of the schools are closed and so you know parents are having to look after their children at home so this will give them an activity to do but more than that it'll give them an activity that will teach them about local wildlife Uh, it'll teach them about the 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 um the nature that they can find in their own gardens and around their houses and it will really help people to open their eyes to see the things that maybe they just sort of walk past on a daily basis and hadn't really seen or, or appreciated what it was we're hoping that what we can do through this is really unpack some of that local wildlife that people have got in and around their homes uh, that, that people can kind of take a second look at and, and learn a bit more about yeah, I think you're right that actually when you when your world sort of shrinks in, you take a lot more notice of the smaller things closer to home, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the you know a lot of this stuff we've taken it for granted, really. I mean, I was I've got a sort of medium sized garden at my house, and and it's uh, you know obviously in the last sort of week or so, I've spent an awful lot of time out in the garden, and I'm really sort of peering in all the little nooks and crannies and seeing things that maybe I, I absolutely wouldn't have appreciated before. Yeah. And how about from a mental health point of view? Do you think this could help us from there? Absolutely. We we know that uh, access to wildlife, there have been several studies that access to wildlife really helps to improve people's mental health. And so at times like this, when it is much more difficult to get out into sort of truly wild spaces like our nature reserves, for example, that actually we need to be able to provide that that sort of mental health support for people in their own homes and you know ha- that well-being that that taking time to slow down to look around you um you know put your phones down but switch the news off you know n- none of that will be uh, be helping mental health and actually really trying to focus on some of the smaller things that the wildlife that is around you will really help people to uh, to to cope at very stressful times like this That sounds like great advice and Wild at Home sounds like a lovely project. Josh, thank you very much indeed for coming and telling us about it. My pleasure. Thank you. I was talking there to Josh Kubale from the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. Um, And I've signed up for Wild at Home and taken a look at the Wild at Home page of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website. Um, And it looks like a godsend if you're stuck at home with kids who are already, well, frankly, going wild. But there's also some interesting stuff for the rest of us who would just like to learn a little bit about nature all around us and will benefit from something harming in these stressful times. Now, don't mope and mutter, just declutter. That's the message from St. Albans Freegal. And um, whilst they've suspended finding a home for your unwanted stuff just for the moment, they know that if you are stuck at home, it's a great time to do some tidying up. So they've changed their website, I Love Freegal, so that you can post offers now and they'll hold on to them and think until things get well a little bit more back to normal and um, that way you're ready to go later on as usual to offer something go to ilovefregal.org forward slash give and then your clutter will be on its way to finding a new home once we're out and about again now i spoke to you last week about growing your own at home and if you're giving that a go then you might like to know that whilst Aylet's nurseries are closed to visitors 
they're operating a limited Monday to Friday delivery service. They're now taking orders for delivery during the week beginning the 6th of April. If you're interested, then send them an email at info at with your request and your phone number. Um, and some streets are using their coronavirus support WhatsApp groups to put together a bulk order to reduce on delivery costs and keep the number of deliveries down. And do listen in next week when I'm going to be sharing with you some of the wonderful growing ideas that groups of you are doing in your streets during lockdown. Now, as usual, follow me on Twitter at RV underscore environment, where I'll be sharing some of the great things that you're doing locally. Please like me um, at Environment Matters Facebook page and drop me a line on Amanda at RadioVerilum.com if you've got a comment about the show or ideas that you'd like me to cover. And remember, you can listen to any edition of Environment Matters or any other Radio Verilum show by going to RadioVerilum.com and you might like to check out for instance the programs i did with zia alloway talking about mindful gardening or with dan fletcher on the fabulous herons that are nesting in verilamium park now i'll be with you from my front room at the same time next week but until then thanks for listening